1: Lord, do you hear my voice? Do you hear my cry? I need your touch. Lord, do you hear me? Do you hear my voice? I have so many questions, Lord. Do you hear my crying? I'm crying out to you. Where are you, Lord? Good morning, good morning, good morning, my friends. How are you this morning? Good morning. Well, I got to tell you, it is another day. (laughs) We have been given the opportunity to open our eyes and have another day of purpose. Good morning, my friends. Thank you so much for joining me again this morning, this week. I really appreciate your support and all those that have been following the podcast week by week. Uh, It's amazing what God is doing with this podcast and... How he's just been blessing people's lives. I know he's blessing my life because every time I read the scriptures and the Lord reveals something specific to me, you know, the Holy Spirit just operates. And I'm like, wow, every time I read the scripture, I really get a new sense every time of what the Lord is speaking about. So, my friends, thank you so much this morning for joining me again. I hope that you are enjoying your weekend. At least starting to enjoy your weekend, and the best way to always start your weekend is with the Word of God, (laughs) like we do on Saturdays. So, my friends, we're going to continue to follow along as we've been doing for the past couple of weeks in the Book of Habakkuk, and um, we are in Chapter Three. For those of you that might just be joining us and haven't didn't know where we were exactly in the timeline, we are in Chapter Three of Habakkuk, and. If you have not had the opportunity, I always encourage this to please go back, read the prior chapters, read exactly what it is that the prophet you know, was asking God and how God was really giving the prophet answers about things that were happening in, in, in that time. And a lot of the things that were happening at that time, we can actually apply it to our lives today. So my friends, we're going to be picking up, uh, starting where we left off, because last week we covered um, the first couple of uh, passages of the scripture, and now we're going to start to pick it up at verse 7, and we're going to read a couple of verses today, and we're going to, and then just continue to follow along, because again, let me do a, a quick recap so in this, in, the, in this chapter, in this book of Habakkuk, uh, the, uh, the Judah was uh, being oppressed by, by the Babylonians at that time, and it was no coincidence that this was happening. This was actually divine appointments, like we always speak about, because God was allowing this to happen, because Judah had strayed away from God, and God wanted to bring Judah back to him. To him. So he allowed the Babylonians to come in, oppress, you know, uh, the nation of Judah. And, um, you know, the prophet was seeing all this. And the prophet was like, why is this happening? And he questioned God about it. He questioned God about why wasn't God, you know, was God like not seeing what was happening? Why was he like not doing anything about it? And then God answered the prophet with a specific answer of details of that he was very aware of what was going on. And he was very aware of what was happening to his, to his the children, his children. And he was very aware of why he was allowing it to happen. And after, you know, then God gave his explanation to the prophet. Then the prophet understood God's heart and said, oh, I get it now. So let me pray and do a special prayer for this situation. So, my friends, um, we're going to start reading Starting in verse seven in chapter three. And this is what it says. It says, "I saw the tents of Cushan in affliction. The curtains of the land of Midian trembled. O oh Lord, were you displeased with the rivers? Was your anger against the rivers? Was your wrath against the sea? That you rode on your horses, your chariots of salvation? Your bow was made quite ready oaths were sworn over your arrows. You divided the earth with rivers. The mountains saw you and trembled. The overflowing of the water passed by. The deep uttered his voice and lifted its hands on high. The sun and moon stood still in their habitation. At the light of your arrows they went, at the shining of your glittering spear." Father, we thank you so much for your word. Father, we thank you so much for your word in Habakkuk chapter 3, verses 7 through 11. And we thank you that at this time the prophet is doing a specific prayer, detailed prayer at that, and a remembrance type of prayer. We're gonna, and we thank you, Father, for the remembrance of in prayer that when we do pray, We must always praise you, glorify you, and pray in a way that reminds us of all the good things you have done for us in our lives, and the miracles you've performed, the things you've been able to conquer on our behalf, the victory that you have given us, Father. So we thank you for your word, in Jesus' name, amen. You know, my friends, as I was reading uh, these... uh, passages i was saying to myself wow you know the prophet is really praying now and understanding god god's heart because what happens sometimes my friends if you've been following along with the chapters we've been reading and the verses is sometimes we really get stuck a little bit you know even as christians sometimes we get stuck We can understand and see sometimes very clearly what God is doing in our lives, what God is doing around us, within the communities, within the nations, within, you know, countries, things of that nature. We can see very clearly at times and understand clearly at times, you know, what God is doing. And then sometimes we might wake up one day and just be like, you know, I don't understand now where this is going, (laughs) Uh, why has there been like a pause, or why is everything going so fast, or why does it seem like nothing is happening, and sometimes we feel a little stuck, we say to ourselves, even as Christians, we'll say to ourselves, you know, if you brought me this far, why am I here now just stuck, and nothing's happening, or nothing's moving forward, and the reality, my friends, is that God has his way of doing things in our lives. There are going to be times in our lives when we're going to be moving very quickly uh, because God, in the blink of an eye, in the snap of a finger, can change everything in our lives instantaneously because he's a miracle-working God. And then there's going to be times in our lives when we're going to kind of feel like, you know, like everything's at a standstill, like there's a stillness in the air. And in that stillness, we still have to trust God and know that he's still working behind the scenes. And we also have to understand that God is working on our behalf. And he doesn't necessarily always have to show us everything. He doesn't necessarily always have to explain everything to us. He just wants us to trust him. And just like what was happening here, all these questions were being asked and God was given the answers. And in this particular um, passage of scripture, when it starts to speak about, I saw the tents of cushion and affliction, the curtains of the land of Midian trembled. We start to, the prophet is starting to identify what he had already seen in the past happen and how it had actually affected other people, he said. I did. I saw the tents of cushion and affliction. Right. So when we talk about affliction, we're talking about someone who's in some type of despair. So the prophet is in his prayer because, if you recall, the prophet started to um, do his prayer by letting God know that now he understood his heart and now he understood why he was doing what he was doing and why he was. Um, allowing things to happen, and that no matter how long it'll take for it to happen, he knows that God is in control of the situation. And because he said that to God in the first couple of passages of this chapter, he pretty much was saying, God, you know what? I get it. I understand your heart now. I know where you're going with this, and I'm going to trust you, and this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray for the situation ahead because we discussed last week that we're like, you know, the best way to be in alignment with God is praying for the situation, right? Praying about what is actually happening in the moment. And that's what the prophet did. And then now the prophet starts to, in his prayer, speak about what he has already witnessed himself during his time as a prophet, what God has allowed him to see, the other miracles that he has seen God perform in other situations, and he starts to do like a reminder of things specifically, and he starts to specifically say, hey, I saw the tense of Christian and affliction. I did see what that was, the, was happening to those people The curtains of the land of Midian trembled, right? Um, When when you envision the curtains of the land, right, trembled. You know, um, I know for me personally, if I ever leave my windows open and all of a sudden a gust of wind comes through my windows, my curtains are going to move and and they're going to flow and they're going to, um, you know, just kind of come up. Right. They, you know, the wind allows them to come up and kind of like go up in the air. And when he's talking about that, the curtains of the land of Midian trembled, it means that it, it moved. It, sh- it was a shaking. Right. And here's the thing. We said this last time when God is going to do something, he's going to do a shaking up. <laughs> he's going to do an awakening. He's gonna, he is going to allow something to happen that's gonna bring awareness to everyone of who God is, even the unbelievers. And then, as he's starting to speak about this and say, Hey, you know what, Lord, I get your heart now because I remember when I saw this, right? So, he's doing a recollection of the things that he has seen and was aware of of the miracle-working God that he also serves. And then he goes to the next verse and he goes, O Lord, were you displeased with the rivers? Was your anger against the rivers? Was your wrath against the sea? That you rode on your horses, your chariots of salvation? Your bow was made quite ready. Oaths were sworn over your arrows. So let's talk about that a little bit. Because you could read this and you could be like, what is he talking about? What does he mean that he's saying to God, you know, in his prayer to God, oh, Lord, were you displeased? Right. He's asking now some more questions. (laughs) But the questions he's asking now in his prayer are different because, see, the questions the prophet was asking before were, were questions of curiosity, were questions of disbelief, were questions of wanting to know uh, instantaneously an answer right in the beginning. Now, these are specific questions within this prayer because let me tell you something, my friends. When you are praying to God, you are really speaking from your heart. Anytime you pray to God, Anytime you say any type of prayer, you are truly speaking from your heart to God. And when you're truly speaking from your heart to God, you genuinely are just speaking what's on your mind, what you are thinking about, what you are wanting to find out from God. And what you want to share with God, right? Because every time we pray, we're sharing things with God, we're speaking to God. But it's not that we're just doing a monologue, we're also waiting for the response from God. We want to hear from Him. So we want it to be a two way street conversation. And when we are praying, we can start to ask questions in our prayers, right? There's many times I have prayed and I've said to God, Hey, God, you know... Thank you so much for this blessing you've given me. I understand now why you gave me this blessing. Why I understand the situation at hand in my life. I understand why I didn't get this promotion. I understand, you know, why you didn't allow me to move again or why you didn't, you know, allow me to have whatever the prayer is. Then I, another within that prayer, I'll be like, you know what, Lord? Okay. So what do you want me to do now next, Lord? What do you want me to do with this blessing you've given me? What do you want me to, um, to go forward in doing? And at times, many times, in my prayer as well, I'll be like, you know what, God, I understand that this has happened, and I understand exactly what you're doing right now, because I remember when I was in this situation 10 years ago, 5 years ago, 7 years ago, whatever it might be, 20 years ago, I saw what you did as a miracle working God for me as well in that situation, or I saw what you did for my family, or I saw what you did for a friend of mine, or I saw what you did for a coworker, a neighbor. You guys get the the gist of what I'm trying to say. We in our prayers start to identify certain things because we now know that the same way that our Heavenly Father has done things in the past for us and for many others, He will always continue to do that. He'll do miracle-working wonders in our lives because you know why God loves us so much. He doesn't abandon us, my friends. Yes, He'll teach us a lesson, but He doesn't abandon us. He's there by our side. He sees every situation. So the prophet now is saying to God, hey, was it that you were just upset with all these things? And so this is how you did it. And when we can cross-reference this, we can cross-reference the prophet really doing the recap somewhat of the time when Moses was helping the Israelites get out of the oppression Of the Egyptians. And when the prophet is referring here about, you know, anger against the river, wrath against the sea, you know, the road on your horses, the chariots, your bow was made quite ready, oaths were sworn over your arrows. Now, when you think of bows and arrows, right, many times we can think about a tribe we can think about how a bow and an arrow is used. A bow and an arrow is used. You take the bow and you put the arrow in it and then you sling it back. And then when you let the arrow go, the sling goes. the arrow goes a certain distance, could hit a certain target. And in doing so, the bow will end up somewhere. And in this particular passage here, It's the recap of when God said to Moses, lift up your hands with the rod in your hand and place it over the sea. And then God allowed the sea to be parted. So that way the Israelites can cross through that dry land, even though the water was parted and they could see the water. But they had the opportunity to get through that situation of the sea that was in front of them to get to the other side while they were being pursued against the Egyptians, right? God will always come at a time in your life that he will make sure He will do something so miraculous to get you to the other side, my friends. A lot of times we're facing in life these things that are so harsh in front of us. We have brick walls. We have obstacles. We have major challenges in front of us. But God will come into the situation and part something, um, take something away, Break down something, break down strongholds, whatever it is to allow you to get through that process, that situation to get you to the other side, to the progress. So when the prophet is speaking about this, and even if your Bibles, if you go back and you look at your Bibles and you look at some of the cross references to the other scriptures in the Bible, it brings this up. It brings this up about the time with Moses and the Israelites. And how God used that rod. Because here's the thing, when it's referencing that your bow was made quite ready and oaths were sworn over your arrows. When God is going to pinpoint something specific in your life, he's going to do it with a bow and arrow. He's going to hit the perfect target. He's going to make sure that whatever he's going to do with the situation is going to be precise. Because let me tell you something, when we talk about a target, when we talk about a bow and arrow, and when we're going to do a bow and arrow that's going to hit a target, you guys know what the target is, right? Imagine the piece of paper with the round circles and a red dot right in the middle. When God releases the bow... And he sends that arrow and it goes straight and hits that red little dot. What is he doing? He's pinpointing it right on target. He doesn't skip a beat. He's never off from that red target. He's right on point. Directly right on point. He pinpoints and he knows exactly how to do it so the prophet is saying oh i get it okay god now i know your heart and i guess at the time when this was happening this is what you did you specifically pinpointed and targeted that situation because let me tell you something with the with judah at this time god was specifically pinpointing judah he was specific. He specifically took his bow and arrow and said, "Okay, this this generation, these children of mine, I got to now target them. But when he targets us, he doesn't in love, my friends. He doesn't in love because he wants to make sure that we get to where we need to be for the purpose that he has given us. He had a purpose for that nation. And when God sees that we're citing different things, where we're going the wrong way, where we're not following his lead, God will allow things to happen in our lives to get our attention back onto him. So he targeted specifically this situation at hand. He orchestrated it. With Judah and the Babylonians, he orchestrated it. So, here the prophet is doing a memory backtrack of, Hey, yes, I remember when I saw the, you know, the tents of cushion in affliction. I saw that happen to them. I saw when you moved and trembled and shook up the situation. I saw when you parted the Red Sea and you allowed the Israelites to walk through that dry land. And their adversaries and their oppressors were then over-succumbed by the water once you allowed the water to come back down. You overtook them. And then he goes on to say, You divided the earth with rivers. The mountains saw you and trembled. The overflowing of the water passed by. The deep deep uttered its voice and lifted its hands on high. The sun and moon stood still in their habitation. At the light of your arrows they went, at the shining of your glittering spear. So what is he saying here? He's saying, God, I get you. I understand your heart, and I definitely understand what you did for the children of Israel. I'm recollecting and remembering that time in history, as it is known to him at that time, of what you did. And the same way you were saving that generation, and you were saving them From the oppression, the affliction, and anything that was currently happening in their lives, you would, too, now do it with Judah. See, because let me tell you something. When you really start to understand God's heart and you start to understand what God is orchestrating it, orchestrating, and you understand fully and trust God for every situation, even though it's out of the normal of what you're used to seeing or understanding or hearing or comprehending. The bottom line is, you know, God is orchestrating it and it's going to come out well. It's going to come out with a beauty. He's going to take that situation and he's going to turn it around. And the prophet is recollecting that situation that happened back then. He's saying, oh, 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 I get it, Lord. I get it that the same way that you orchestrated that situation, you are orchestrating this situation. And you are as well, Doing a parting, (laughs) right? It's not the parting of the sea with the situation with them at this point, but it's a parting in other ways for them to get through. And here's the thing. If we remember what happened back then also with Moses and the Israelites, once they did get to the other side, And now they were freed from the Egyptians, that oppression, that slavery, everything they went through while they were under their, their authority, their wings, and now they had the freedom, many of them did not pursue God's will (laughs) for their lives. Still, even after that major miracle, many did not pursue the will of God. Many, after that miraculous, um, you know, uh, situation that they encountered, once they were even now free from their oppressors, many did not go on to see the promised land that God had for them. Many stopped in their tracks. Many were like, you know what? Um, I'm going to stay right here. I'm not going to go any further. Or many started complaining. Many started bickering. Many of them started to act disrespectful. Because, you know, Moses was used as an advocate, if you really think about it. He was used, you know, he was used by God. And he was the mediator for them. And then they started to disrespect him too. Because see, a lot of times, my friends, we can see and notice and understand that God has done some major miracles in our lives that we remember, that we're very aware of, that we know the details. We saw what he did in our lives, but then we move on and we dismiss those miracles. In this situation, the prophet is recapping, recapping the miracle that took place back then. So he's saying to God in his prayer and including in his prayer, Lord, you know, I get it. You know, the same way that you were upset with the Egyptians (laughs) because they were oppressing your people and then your people, you freed them by getting them to dry land on the Red Sea. And then when you did that miracle, now they were on the other side. Now they had their freedom. Now they could go forward to their purpose. And some of them started going by the wayside. Some of them still uh, didn't didn't get an awakening from that miracle and ended up doing their own thing. I, I see also why that was upsetting to you. And I see what you've done. Because you were specifically targeting that situation to help them. And you're now specifically targeting this situation to help Judah. And you know that either some people's hearts are going to be changed or they're just going to stay the same. And I got to tell you something. An example would be with this pandemic, right? When the pandemic started, and everyone was afraid and in fear and on the uncertainty of what was happening. We'd never been in a pandemic before. We didn't know what was going on. Many of us were finding ourselves, many people at that were finding themselves that they were just, they were lost. They, they, they couldn't understand what was happening. There was an uncertainty and here's the thing, many times with uncertainties, my friends, it's the unknown, right? It's, it's the unknown. And because it's the unknown, many times we panic. Many times we make irrational decisions. Many people in that situation with the pandemic really didn't know what was coming, what was coming next. And here's the thing, many of us with this pandemic may have not even thought we were going to get through it. But we had to trust God. Because here's the thing, God is, God is in control of everything. And here we are, almost two years later, right? Getting through it. So here's the thing, my friend. When it says here, the sun and the moon stood still in their habitation... At the light of your arrows they went, at the shining of your glittering spear. God is sitting on his throne. And he's the one who orchestrates things. And he's the one who tells the moon, the stars, the sun. He created it all. So when they hear his voice, and he says to any of that, Be still. They're still. When he says to the sun, don't come out today. Let the clouds be the dominant today. You know when you wake up and you're like, wow, it's going to be a cloudy day today. Wow, it's going to be a sunny day today. Wow, it's going to be a rainy day today. Right? Let's think about the orchestration that's behind that. So... The same way that it's identifying that the mountains will tremble and the the hands that are on high, lifted on high, the deep voice, the sun and moon in their habitation. Here's the bottom line. My friends, When you get to understand God's heart, your prayer becomes different. Your prayer will also have a memorable moments, what I call memorable moments, of the miracles God has done already in your life. As you are praying for the circumstance right now in your life, and you're praying for a future circumstance to be different always remember and praise your heavenly father for the miracles he's already done in your life so my friends we're going to continue to follow along with this next week i hope you continue to enjoy the rest of your week enjoy your rest of your weekend and my friends go back read the chapters understand what the prophet was asking Understand what God answered, and understand now this prayer that the prophet is praying. I look forward to sharing the word with you again next week, where we will rise and shine with the word of God. Wake up Saturday mornings with a purpose. God bless you.
0: Antonia Roman is the author of Confessions of a Christian Woman, A Journey in Marriage, A New Beginning, In this book, Antonia shares her personal journey in marriage and how she used God's Word to help her overcome verbal abuse. Tune in next Saturday as Antonia Roman continues to dive into the Word of God. The Word of God gives you insight for the purpose in your life.